Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. So this is episode 112, and I'm talking about this, the astrology for July, le mois de juillet, as they say in Francais. Um, quite an interesting month, um, and so we'll just dig right in. Okay, this is, is going to be like an overview. Um, so we, we're starting out as if you've been listening to the channel, you know, in the previous episode, previous two, but with Michael Bartlett, um, that wonderful Michael Bartlett, um, we talked about the Saturn-Uranus square and Mars getting in the mix, you know, which has been rising this past, especially this past week. Well, um, that is a, probably the biggest uh, bang for the buck this month, that transit. And I'll just... Um, direct you to that video, this previous one, episode 111, because that we really get into the, the deep dive into what that means and, um, and all the various ramifications. So uh, if you haven't heard that, definitely give that a listen. But um, just to summarize that, that the Saturn-Uranus square is, of course, the big, big overarching uh, transit that we're looking at this year. So it's, you know, in short, the for forces of cons conserving and holding back and tradition conflicting with the need to move forward. So what's wise and strong and important and what needs to be let go of and what where where does society integrate these two very important uh, pillars, you know, and how do they, how do we get them to work together? How do we get that, those parts of ourselves to work together? So this month we have, um, you know, Mars is first going to square off. Mars is opposing Saturn, squaring Uranus. Then Venus will jump in there and do the same. Then Venus and Mars will, it's like a soap opera. Venus and Mars will get together and, um, with that Leo in, in Leo and uh, in the middle of the month. So it's like, oh, I love you. Um, so <laughs> go through hell and then be in love. Uh, and then um, and we'll have a new moon. So we're just you know, gonna talk about all of that and uh, things to look out for and, and um, you know, how, how, we, how we move through this, this month. This is the first month, the, the new moon that's coming up is gonna be the first one uh, that we've had since eclipse season. Of course, eclipse season uh, was last uh, end of May, the lunar eclipse, the solar eclipse, June 10th. And so this is our first new moon that's not in the eclipse season. So that'll be a very um, interesting um, a, a thing as well, a, a powerful new moon. But anyway, so let us start with, um, it is July, um, it is July the 1st today, so happy July. And uh, we are obviously coming into this three days of very interesting, uh, first to the 3rd of July, Mars in that square, very tense, can be a lot of conflicts um, with authority, uh, with our free will, our will versus, you know, my way or the highway versus what is best for society. That is a very big, um, kind of um, theme that's playing out. And, um, you know, I have to say too, I, I was just gonna, you know, I, we tend to hear, you know, talk about ourselves in terms of personal, you know, self-realization and philosophy and spirituality and wisdom. And of course, we'll always be that resource, but um, we, I just wanna say on a very mundane level, you know, this is, I know it's July 4th in the US and, um, you know, we always love to see fireworks, but I have to just say, it's always important to be careful around fireworks, no matter what, but this weekend, hello. Like, don't play with matches, don't play with fireworks, don't be reckless and rash and impatient. 
that could lead to some very, very nasty consequences. Um, I already saw in the news today, there was a big explosion in LA where these fireworks went off unexpectedly and they said the authorities didn't understand why. And of course I'm like, well, well, I know why, you know, Mars square Uranus, that's why, but you don't tell that to the authorities. But officer, Mars was great, right? Uh, so, um, but yes, very unfortunate. Um, but again, you know, just be super careful. So just had to put out that little PSA. And then beyond physical, you know, fireworks, matches, guns, blades, knives, all of those Marsy things, right? Just really be super mindful. Um, but, um, and then how that translates in our own relationships, you know, our, our need to be right and our wanting to fight or prove ourselves or, or be right about something or dominate a situation or try, try to dominate. Um, just watch, right? It's very, watch that ego. It can be very, very slick. That need to be right, that is so slick. It's not always obvious, but this weekend is definitely a testing. So. Um, again, you know, uh, what, what is best for us? Not that we can't shine our light. Mars and Leo, like I was saying in the previous a couple episodes back, you know, shine like Jagger, move like Jagger. Yeah, you know, Mars and Leo is a real Mick Jagger thing, but use our passion and our bravery and our creativity for the good of others. Uh, think of others, think of it in a broader context instead of me, 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 and um, self-indulgence is to take that channel, all that passion and create something outrageous. Uh, that, that's a lasting artistic legacy, you could say. So yes, you know, we, we definitely feel that pressure cooker to perform, especially with Mars, Saturn opposition. It's like, I gotta, I gotta create something. I gotta create something fantastic. And um, it can it can feel very daunting, and so it, it reminds me of that. Was that scene in um, what's the name of that movie with Anne Hathaway? The Devil Wore Prada. Remember when uh, she she worked for Meryl Streep, and one day the Meryl Streep character says to her, "Well, I need you to you know get the the galley proofs for the the new Harry Potter book, and you know and and I want uh, proofs you know the rough." cut, right? The rough copy. And you need to deliver a cop. I have twins. So you need to get two copies of those and deliver them to my twins uh, before they go away for the weekend. And, you know, they're taking a train ride. They need it for their train ride. She's like, it's like she hasn't even written the book yet. Oh, it doesn't matter. Do you just have to do it? And you don't feel like talk about a pressure cooker, right? Ah, remember, she goes on that frantic race down to the printer and, you know, whatever she had written or uh, whatever, it was just so, um, it just, I cracked up because in my life, when I lived in New York City and worked um, for many years in the corporate world, I remember how um, <laughs> I felt, I felt so uh, heard when that movie came out because I had bosses like that for years. But anyway, um, that is neither here nor there. The point being, you know, that, that we feel are in this pressure cooker to perform and to make things happen, but just keep our hearts in it. My teacher, Achyuta Babadas, you know, when I'm studying nightline astrology, um, you know, he was saying that in one of his videos, and it really struck me about uh, the need to um, to don't ever drop the heart out. And I guess this weekend is really going to give us some very important tests about that, tests of mindfulness. And are we in our heart when we create? 
uh, when, are we doing this for the right reason? Are we doing it for, for the love of humanity or the love of um, the passion, our art and our artistic, our, our self-expression? Or are we doing it to be right and dominate others, you know, to like look really carefully where do we want to be right? You know, we're going to be, there will be situations today, tomorrow, the next few days that'll really call that up. So something to look out for. Okay. Um, so July, you know, Mars in opposition to Saturn, you know, Mars and Saturn are both in fixed signs, right? Mars and Leo, Saturn and Aquarius, those are fixed, right? So, you know, oh, it's going to budge. I'm not getting off at this ledge, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, just to say, okay, uh, how do you deal with a fixed sign? Well, I think the first thing you do is just let, you know, the words that was coming to me is let it be. We don't, you know, Mars is always trying to fix and change and move things and, you know, right, aggressiveness. And it's like, why don't you just grant it being the first stage in mastery is always to just grant something being, just like it's there and allow it its space. Allowing is not agreeing or condoning, it's just saying, oh, this is what's so. And that's when we don't lose our head. You know, Mars rules the head, right? So it's like, we don't have to lose our head, we, we step back grant something being, oh, if something is unfavorable in our life and we don't like it, it's just like, okay, you know what, that's there. Okay, now that we, we, we see that that's there now, how can we work with this and, um, and not you know, uh, have to be the dominator kind of thing? So anyway, there's that. And um, you know, that battle of wills and, and uh, you know, I would say too in my notes, I put the grease is the joy. And the, and the fun. You know, if it's not fun, we, forget it. If you were not in our heart and we're not doing it with love or for love um, or being in a playful manner, then forget about it. You know, it's like, we, we can stop ourselves. Wait a minute. Am I having fun? You know, that might be a good question to ask ourselves. Um, okay, so Mars is going to square Uranus exactly July 3rd, 4th. Again, no matches, please stay away from those matches. Um, but I would say too, you know, Uranus is, is definitely the, like a Kundalini awakening. It can be shocking. It can be very tumultuous and chaotic. Uh, definitely a breakdown, breakthrough, but um, always as Uranus is the great liberator, it's always there to serve us, to, to liberate us from something where we have been stuck. So Uranus and Taurus would be like where our values, our value systems and our the way in which we love and connect, you know, um, is called into question. So um, Mars squaring Uranus, <clears throat> definitely bringing that up. And uh, this will be um, a, uh, it could be some light bulb moments, uh, you know, it, we can catch ourselves being rash or impulsive or the need to, to do that and definitely have a uh, breakthrough, you know, in, in, in terms of, of um, our awareness and our consciousness. Uh, July 6th, Mercury uh, is in its final pass it, with Neptune, right? It was, it's, it, it squared it, then it went back in retrograde, squared it again. This is the third and final pass over that Mercury-Neptune um, square. So 
that has been definitely seeing um, our thoughts, our behaviors, our, our, our ideas and our writings and our communications have sometimes been in some confusion over and above that Mercury retrograde. You know, we still have that overcoming uh, square with Neptune. So um, I would say uh, great for inspiration, as I've shared before, you know, if you're a songwriter or a musician or poet or something, it's wonderful for creativity, for, for um, you know, thinking out and, and uh, connecting with these higher dimensional realms of inspiration, our dream states and such, uh, allowing our ancestors perhaps to speak to us, you know, and, and to address the rational mind, you know, <laughs> maybe put a little uh, where that rubber meets the road, where, where inspiration and uh, the rational mind can meet and mingle, can create some pretty um, interesting results. Uh, but I would also say uh, the caution to not throw caution to the wind with um, things that are too good to be true, um, dreams and visions that are definitely rose-colored glasses or could be deceiving us. You know, on the shadow side too, Mercury rules thieves and liars, you know, like pathological liars and, and any kind of liar, thieves, crooks, con men, you know, that's, that's, that's a shadow Mercury thing. So Neptune in an overcoming square um, to, um, to, to uh, Mercury, yeah, could definitely produce in that. So I would, depending on where that square is in your chart, uh, you definitely want to be aware of that. Uh, where, where are we conning ourselves? It's, it's, you know, when people go, well, I've been duped. It's like, well, okay, well, ultimately you, we dupe ourselves and it's just reflected out there as, as we all know. So, um, you know, things to be aware of. I would say too, um, in terms of the Mercury, um, you know, this is like not to, um, not to, to diss it, but it really is a very, on, on the high road, it is a very powerful place to engage with the creative mind and uh, draw down inspiration and visioning and put it into, into our world and into our thoughts and into our communications. And so uh, drawing upon it and engaging it, using it instead of being used by it. I guess that's maybe the best way to say it. Okay, uh, Venus is going to oppose Saturn the 6th to the 7th of July. So a Venus-Saturn opposition is like, I love you. Oh, let me just throw myself at you. No, let's, where are the boundaries? You know, <laughs> maybe it's definitely, Saturn's about boundaries. And sometimes there's, it can be about exile and about, um, walling things off. So is how much connection is too much connection or it, can there be a healthy boundary? Well, well, yeah. So Saturn and Neptune, uh, sorry, Saturn and um, Venus and Saturn in opposition are, you know, bringing up these questions about, you know, the quality of our connections and what is wise and uh, some relationships that might take time or might need a reality check with, um, with uh, the way in which we connect and the, and the quality of our connecting. It's, it's definitely a, it's a time, and that sobering look is, is actually really the best thing for us. Although it might feel hurtful or, you know, wah, right? Um, we, can, um, we can definitely use it to, um, again, you know, just for more growth and more insight to, to, have, to look at that Venus uh, position Saturn. The next day, it's going to Venus is going to square Uranus. So first, it kind of runs that gauntlet with the reality check, and then it squares Uranus. Like, okay, like where's the breakthrough here? Um, definitely, like letting go of stuck in, uh, ideas around relationships. Um, 
old ways of relating, um, allowing more freedom and innovation, what needs to be said, what needs to, to be expressed, um, innovation and independence perhaps in relationships, maybe having a more um, a, 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 an understanding of things and just, just allowing more space, right? And, and seeing things through new eyes or in a, in a future vision or, you know, Uranus is very much connected with the future. So uh, perhaps imagining what if you went into the future and looked at your relationships or one that might be challenging you right now and, and what would be the ideal? What would be that future vision that you would like to bring in, back into the now? something to play with. Um, okay, so uh, Venus, then <laughs> July 13th, the day before Bastille Day, Venus and Mars are going to conjoin in Leo. So as we've talked about, and that's um, definitely, <laughs> you know, Venus always wants to connect and Mars always wants to divide. Well, they're both coming together in the sign of Leo, which is love and romance and passion and adventure and risk-taking and courage and being the big kid. <laughs> You know, let's all just play with those ideas. Uh, Venus and Mars and Leo is a really great time for that. Creative projects being really uh, bold in our desire to shine our unique light and our, uh, shine our, um, our desires and our ambitions, you know, but with grace and class, you know, with that Venus in there, you know, smoothing over the rough edges and making it all glisten and sparkle. Um, so yeah, we, and we can mend fences, you know, anything that Mars, you know, was, uh, clubbing somebody over the head with, you know, let's, let's mend fences here. Let's, let's, let's all calm down. <laughs> okay. So a uh, July 7th. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that that new moon is, is going to be on uh, the 9th. The new moon is going to be 18 degrees of cancer. And uh, that will be, um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that, of course, more in depth, but the new moon in Cancer, uh, again, the first new moon since the eclipse season ended. And so we are now taking all those lessons, moving them forward, 18 degrees of Cancer. So the moon is going to rule the new, the moon will rule the new moon. Um, so everything relating to our emotions, our vulnerability, our security, our sense of comfort and security and stability, our nurturing healing aspects, our kitchens, <laughs> our homes, um, our families, our mothers, um, all of those intimate connections, our, our womb, you know, like even if you're a man, like the womb of, 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 of where things originate and, and, uh, and come from, you know, it, it, the moon also rules pregnancy and fertility. So all of these matters are coming up in this um, powerful new moon. But like I said, I'll keep that for a, another episode so we can do a, a deeper dive. Okay, so um, we come to July 17th and the sun is going to make its uh, opposition with Pluto. So anytime we're, there's an opposition with Pluto, it, it brings up really deep stuff, obviously. You know, Plu Pluto's like the sewer right? It can be, it's like that volcano that hasn't erupted yet, or the sewer that is like clogged up, right? Toxicity. Uh, well, when the sun, you imagine like opening a sewer hole and shining a flashlight, it's like, eh, it's kind of ucky it down there, but you know what? You need to know what's operating secretly and things that have been covertly hidden, you know, get the light, literally like the light shines on it, on hidden things and hidden things typically that are uh, a lot of it not pleasant, like corruption in government, Pluto and Capricorn. 
um, you know, there's there's this kind of it, it can be an emotional cathartic release um, of uh, uh, you know truth coming out and and out of toxicity. What is this in Buddhism, right? The the lotus blooms from the mud. So out of this outpouring of darkness comes something of beauty where life can return. Uh, we might see, uh, you know, and, and Pluto and Capricorn, but you know, with, about the oligarchy and the, the old patriarchy, well, the sun in Cancer shining a light. I can see that very much about effect, like world leaders. Uh, that might be a new chapter. Maybe it's somebody passing away, or just a new chapter in in the um, in the progress and the life plan of a world leader. Could very well be. Um, I can see it also having great um, effect on, like, say, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, um, anything like LGBT, you know, any and all communities that have historically been marginalized. This is definitely a literally a shining moment where there can be more breakthroughs and more light, the light of truth shining with Pluto, sun opposite Pluto. Of course, it, it's a quick transit with the sun, but it definitely you know, comes around every year, sun opposition Pluto. When Venus opposed Pluto last month, it, I had a very powerful experience I kind of alluded to in one, an earlier video, but it, my, thankfully my wonderful Bikram teacher helped me see something. It was an interaction I had and it brought up something so deep in me. I had no idea that it was I mean, on some surface, I had a little idea, but when, thanks to me speaking with her in depth, I was able to see this part of myself, which I thought, oh, I handled that years ago. Um, and, but it was, it was a, uh, it was about abandonment or just feeling the separation, like the pain of separation. And it was so real. It was like, oh, it's not even like, oh, it's an idea I have. It's like, no, no, this thing, like, you know, what I saw in hindsight was that it was really, um, it was running me more than I realized. Well, that's what's Pluto, right? It's hidden, it's subconscious fears that we don't know are in the structure of our reality, right, Capricorn? Well, thankfully, um, I she helped me so much, so grateful to her, helped me see this through and I got through it and came over the hill or down from the pit up the other side and that's, that's what you want to do with a with any kind of a, a Pluto transit. See it for what it is, and of course Venus rules relationships. So uh, my whole relationship with her, I, I saw it everything in a new light. Um, it, it was scary, you know. It takes courage to look here, but uh, hey, you know, pat yourself on the back if you've had to face some things, and especially this month, you know, with this with these transits coming up, they're not easy transits. You know, I'm not, it's not a walk in the park, but um, I think we have to be very kind and compassionate with ourselves, for sure. Okay, so um, that's July 17th, sun opposite Pluto. July 21st, we have Venus, which is, you know, having been the sign of Leo for six weeks, goes into um, Virgo. So from July 21st to about August 16th, Venus is gonna be in Virgo. That's not the greatest place for Virgo. It's, you know, it's it's in its fall, which means, you know, Venus doesn't do as well in Virgo because Venus is exalted in Pisces and loves that beauty, like incredible harmony and like no boundaries and like everything is love. And, you know, Virgo can be like, okay, you know, let's let's analyze this or let's let's keep everything tidy. Let's keep it, you know, organized and labeled, you know. 
It's like, no, I don't want to do that. But you can always, no matter what, we, you know, I would say the best use of um, Venus and Virgo, well, Virgo being an earth sign, you know, this a love of, you know, gardening and uh, making maybe a garden beautification project might be a, a really good uh, use of those energies. And I would say too, with, um, you know, with that Saturn, uh, well, I would say, you know, having opposed Saturn, it can be like, hey, how some cool practical ways that we could, um, you know, put beauty, put beauty into form. And perhaps with Saturn Aquarius, you know, maybe there's some technology that will um, assist the environment and create benefit. And uh, it might even be something beautiful, might be, um, you know, when you Venus, you always think about beauty and harmony. So Venus Virgo, good time to get your feet on the earth um, and connect connect via earth or connect over things that uh, rule the earth or, you know, forests and elves and fairies, you know, just hang out with all those, you know, they're like, cool, you know, that's a great place to connect, right, in this mystical, magical, foresty, Virgo-y environment. So that's Venus and Virgo. Okay, um, and and try to um, try not to overanalyze relationships. <laughs> there would be that tendency to be very mental. So that's good to get out in the woods, so you can like talk to the fairies. You know, they they don't really like mental people, but they're not going to tell you. They're very polite. You know, but I would say uh, <laughs> if you find yourself being too mental about the your relationships and how you're relating, just remember after uh, July twenty first. When Venus goes into Virgo, it's a good chill, you know, chill on the earth. Okay, uh, July 22nd, the sun goes into its domicile in Leo. Leo season, July 22nd. Um, and Venus is going to be opposing Jupiter um, at, at, on the uh, same day. So that's, that's pretty cool. Venus and Jupiter are the benefics. So they, they bring a lot, a lot of grace and good fortune and abundance and ease, and they're kind of facing off. So, but Venus on Jupiter opposition, that, that's, if you're going to have an opposition, the, <laughs> the two nice guys in the, in the solar system, um, beauty, opulence, um, I think of gardening again, <laughs> and uh, uh, beauty, opulence, luxury, uh, you know, just, um, it's a very interesting kind of dance. Maybe it's about too with, with an opposition of Jupiter not overdoing it. You know, that can be maybe being too many directions and things. So we might, you know, you might be finding yourself uh, coming up against that in that Venus uh, opposition with Jupiter on July 22nd. Ah, and then um, I think that is, um, where do I have my, any more of my notes? I keep my little notes here. I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's, that's about it for, um, from what I recall, of this month of July of the, the major points. Um, but again, I would just say that, um, you know, that Saturn-Uranus square is receiving those hits from Venus and Mars. So uh, those are personal planets, and it's about our ambition and uh, relating with each other. And so in, into the larger picture of that big Saturn-Uranus square, the societal, you know, where do we go from here? How do we evolve? How do we evolve which, which honors everyone's individuality but takes into account um, wisdom and practicality and discipline and focus? So we have our little tests for us this month. Um, but you know, like I said, it's always, always very ripe with opportunity. 
So um, yeah, like, I think that's about all I you know wanted to share. Um, certainly, uh, let me know how you're doing and how you did with eclipse season too. I'm not ready to announce something yet, but something uh, new and exciting came up on the horizon for me when, as a result of that, the eclipses in Gemini and Sag. So it has to do with knowledge and wisdom and communication and having fun. <laughs> if it ain't fun, don't do it. That's my motto. What do you expect from a Leo, right? That's it. We were like born this way to have fun. And everyone is, in my opinion, everyone has Leo in them, right? We have the sun is somewhere in our chart and we have Leo somewhere in our chart. So somewhere in our chart, there's always the archetype of the rock star. And uh, it is my mission to make the world, you know, re reconnect with our rock star is isness. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you have found this interesting and helpful and informative. Um, let me know how you're doing. You can always leave a comment below. How are you doing with this month? What's coming up for you? What do you, what do you, what do you feel you'd like to have a breakthrough in with these uh, the Mars Saturn T square? Um, anyway, that's all for now. And I um, I wish you all the best. And if you need a session where you want to delineate these things, always give me a holler. I'm available for you. Uh, you're Liana at StarsoundAstrology.com. Yay. Star Sound Astrology. So, all right. Um, this has been a fun little episode and um, we'll see you next time. Okay. Take care. Namaste. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Thanks for listening.